Oh, shit. We've got one action-packed episode for you guys. My name is Ravi, and I'm joined by my two brothers, Christian and Arjuna. We're talking Star Trek, Lower Decks, and we brought in a very special guest, Mr. Julian Schwab, a lifelong Trekkie. We've got a bunch of other stuff to talk about, like Sharks, Mulan, Spider-Man 3, Rush Hour 2, Jared Leto and Tron, etc., etc., etc. And that's all fine and dandy, but let's get into the new stuff first. Lower Decks, I have thoughts. Wow. Okay. I read that really, really fast. No, you didn't. Didn't really pause appropriately no, at that all. Wasn't bad. That, was, that was not bad. Uh, it wasn't your greatest reading of an intro ever, but it wasn't that bad. I'm, I'm gonna... It was well-paced. It was well-paced. Yeah. I was on the edge of my seat. <laughs> Julie, you're a writer, and you write intros all the time. Be honest. How was that <laughs> intro from uh, both a was pretty... written perspective and a delivery perspective? Well, I, mean, I, I was shocked just because, I, you know, I've, I've been on your shows before. I've been on Was It Good? I don't, I don't recall you, like, writing out an intro and reading it all officially. So the first, like, say, five seconds of those 15 seconds, I was like, what the fuck is going on right now? And then I realized, and I was like, oh, it's just plowing through. This is official. So you guys, it feels like you guys have really stepped it up a notch. In wait, wait, wait. So, so, Jules, we should let you know. Um, I basically write the intro five minutes before, and Ravi does a cold reading. He never reads the intros beforehand. So every time we do the intro, Ravi's just reading it for the first time. He's gotten better. He used to be oh. terrible at it. <laughs> right. So we're still- I don't know why he's not re- why you're not reading them. But okay. just, it's just funny because then I can slip things in there, and he has to say them out loud. You know, you know what okay. I'm saying? So we try and create funny moments uh, with it. Have fun. It allows us to still be authentic, which is half-assing this. Yes. <laughs> gotcha. That's an important part of this. Speaking of things that have been half-assed, Star Trek has a plate. <laughs> what? <laughs> what, a, what, a, what a transition. Well, what I mean by well, that. I don't agree with that. Oh, that's a hot take already. Well, I mean, let's, 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 let's look at Star Trek, you know, Top down first, right? So Star Trek, you know, a little guy named J.J. Abrams, a, uh, I believe, Julian, he's a favorite director of yours. Yeah. Oh, yes. No, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh. If we pull the tape on the uh, Star Wars episode, I'm pretty sure you said, and this is a direct quote from Julian Schwab, I love J.J. <laughs> if I ever have a second son, I'm going to name him J.J. <laughs> Abrams Schwab. Yeah. I don't remember that, but I believe you. I believe you. <laughs> But if we look at Star Trek in the last 20 years or so, we have the J.J. Uh, Abrams films, which were, for the most part, kind of these epic big blockbusters. They start a whole other universe, which, you know, in Star Trek world, you can do that. But, you know, they were the typical action-y movie. We had um, Paramount and CBS launch their new product, the CBS All Access Pass. And we had uh, two series come out, the Star Trek Discovery series, which... Uh, wrapped up season two a while back. Season three is coming out in October. Uh, and then What? Yeah, October. Season three of really? Star Trek Discovery. Yes. Wow. Get with the times, bro. <laughs> I know. Uh, and then more recently, we have Star Trek Picard, um, a, a series that um, also wrapped up that made me want to gouge my eyeballs out. Um, <laughs> just not the best thing ever. And then even, even you know, that brings us to kind of like the present uh, Star Trek Lower Decks, mm. an animated show. Uh, it comes from the minds of some of the writers for Rick and Morty. Yep. And it's an animated series um, that follows a crew 
Basically, the B the B listers who do it's, it's like the D listers. Are they red shirts? I mean, they're, is that what you would call red shirts? Are those characters? They're D listers. They're literally at the lower decks. They even have a visualization of the map of the yeah. starship and like, oh yeah, this is where all the the you know op, the bridge officers are and stuff. And we are all the way here at the butt, the very yeah. bottom of the ship. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but yeah, we got to see this. My 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 initial take was going into it. The trailers and everything were fun. It was goofy. And I honestly thought it was going to be just kind of something kind of stupid and just kind of dumb. But somehow this first episode was amazing. It was a great combination of fun comedy, but then also tying into Star Trek world Mm. and making it, you know, kind of fit within what I know about Star Trek. So what I'm trying to say is Star Trek's back, guys. Oh, Be wow. more excited. <laughs> Star Trek's back. What is what is Ju- what is our resident Star Trek expert Julian Schwab think? Well, I, I, a lot was just said there. I mean, first <laughs> of all, to say 20 years, we've had it better in the last 10 years because 20 years also incorporates some of those awful Star Trek: The Next Generation movies. So and Enterprise, they one bad Star Trek Next yeah, Generation. That was okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, insurrection good lord insurrection <laughs> but uh um so by that lens i think jj's world is an improvement yes picard was t rash of the worst order um this i i, I liked but i think in a way uh, i just kind of want to see where it goes like i thought it was funny but not funny enough mm-hmm. i thought it was cartoony but not cartoony enough like the feeling that i got the next morning when i woke up was like, oh shit, I watched a pretty good Star Trek episode last time. Like that felt like Star Trek. It felt like there was no bad guys. Everybody was working together. There was some comedy. There was some like sentiment. There was some excitement, some travel. So it felt like a regular Star Trek. I just wish it went a little farther. I wish it was grosser. I wish it was more adult. I wish it was funnier. It just felt a little bit too much like Star Trek, which I guess is a compliment and uh, a critique as well. Maybe. Julian, a quick question. Um, did you yeah. did you watch the original like the animated TOS? <laughs> long, long ago. In the galaxy I mean, far, I know, far away. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, but not uh, not in the last 20 to 30 okay. years. Cuz I know a lot of people have obviously been talking about this uh, and like obviously been comparing it to that. That was the continuation of the original series. Uh, that was obviously the last animated Star Trek we had 50 years ago, right? Was Didn't even know that existed. Yeah, that wow. was how they continued it for, what was it, like a season or two seasons? It was about seasons? one season. Yeah. Hmm. So, and then they got picked up. Uh, the fans did all their write-ins to get the movies going. Yeah. Hmm. So. so here's my question. I am coming at this as a non-Trekkie, right? Uh, I don't know much of the lore. I didn't watch any of the shows. I've only really seen the J.J. Abrams movies. And I enjoyed it a lot. I enjoyed this a lot because um, even though there were references to Star Trek, it didn't. I didn't feel alienated. <laughs> no pun intended. Uh, I didn't feel alienated from the series. I the humor was enough that I was able to understand it. I know Star Trek like just enough. Do you guys? Does this feel? Because this is a completely different medium. Does this feel like it's part of the Star Trek universe, or does it feel like? Does it feel separate? I, it felt it felt like it was part of the universe to me, mm. just because they do. It, it just feels like a different slice of that universe, if that makes sense, right? You know, 
I think Ravi said it a few weeks ago where it's like Star Trek had become this serious thing where it's like Vulcan is dead. Yeah. You know, and like yeah. everything is serious and epic and battle and like, oh, you know, the JJ universe, right? Like everything had become like this cool, gritty world <laughs> of Star Trek. And that's they it. dark knighted that, it. And that, <laughs> yeah. there was an article, I think it was Slash Film that put it out, that pointed out like the problems with the JJ Abrams films and why they fucked up, mm. which is because it was galaxy ending. You know, end of the world right. level type shit, and that's never what Star Trek's been about. Star Trek has always been about like these small little like moral type decisions, these cool little weird sci-fi things that make you go, "Whoa, the galaxy is yeah. a big, big place." And that's what I liked about Lower Decks is it's actually taking something pretty, pretty simple, which is it's not always the the top tier, you know, commander commanders in charge running around and doing everything. An entire ship is composed of a whole group of people. I also, I mean, maybe I'm looking way too deep into Star Trek with this. Maybe I'm not. But it's interesting that Star Trek is supposed to present a world in which everyone is equal. There's no money. Everyone does everything for the greater good. But there's still clearly, like, a class system, right? Within the ship. Within the ship. Like, right off the beginning, there's the new... um, uh, doctor that enters, mm. and the guy says, "Get, get, uh, get uh, move along, lower decker, decker, or whatever, or something like that." And that's a very clear kind of like, you know, not necessarily like a, a terrible derogatory term or whatever, but it's still pushing upon the idea of like it's a class system. Yeah, yeah, it's which is interesting yeah. because like in Star Trek, we want the world and the universe and everything is supposed to be this good, something to look forward to type world. When and clearly, it's not. So I thought that I think that's interesting. And then also the other big thing that I think is fascinating with the show is who the the family structure. The captain of the ship mm. uh related to <laughs> is the is married to an admiral. Yeah. And then their daughter who is just kind of in a mood is now on the ship in the <laughs> well, lower deck. We don't fashion. know if they're married. We don't well, know if they're, we don't if they're together, married, yeah. but they, they had a kid together. Yeah, they did yeah. have a kid together. Right. Yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to when that is used in future episodes right because they save that for the reveal at the end of this first one so you don't really get to see how that's going to actually play out so i'm excited to see how that's going to work uh, but everything you said i agree with i think my big question is why is this a cartoon mm. because everything i like about it like except for like one or two small moments i don't know why it was a cartoon even like that opening bit where she accidentally like slices his yeah. leg you know like she kind of just gives him like a little cut. Like it's not even like, why didn't she cut his leg off? You know what I mean? Like, right. I don't know. I'm just not sure why it's a cartoon. My favorite scene was when that big spider is like gumming him <laughs> and throwing him around. To me, that that's a cartoon. It's still Star Trek. And I, I it's the only time I actually laughed out loud. I mean, I enjoyed the whole episode, but that was when that spider finishes suckling on him was the only time I like literally like chuckled by myself. I, yeah. So I feel like, I guess I'm wondering why is it a cartoon? I feel like they're playing it safe to start. Right. Yeah. You know, I think Star Trek, you know, Ravi, you obviously talked about the JJ stuff and that effect was obviously felt on discovery heavily, obviously Picard heavily. And now they're starting to get away from this JJ verse with the announcement of the, um, obviously like the new Enterprise series with like Pike and Spock and everything. I think with this show, trying to go back to a lighthearted tone, kind of going back to the original tone. But I I think what Paramount and CBS and what they're trying to do with Star Trek is really just kind of figure out like, okay, where are people? Like, are we going to go all the way cartoon and just be, you know, have those gross out kind of animated moments or are we going to kind of play the middle? And you know, they, you know, 
to be fair, they kind of like with the whole zombification, uh, like in the first episode, mm. the you know the thing that turns them into these kind of like blood suckling vampire, <laughs> suckling. whatever creatures. Like they did play into that element, I think, in the first episode, which would look very probably corny in the Star Trek universe, or you know w- wouldn't be that great in well, a live I, action setting. I, it's true. It was like a, a Borg attack gone berserk, right? Yeah. With like actual zombies, which is kind of cool. Although I didn't, I didn't like the the comedy of them trying to continue having that date during that. <laughs> oh, like, you that didn't felt, like that. Like, so in terms of the comedy, like that's the comedy part. And I was just like, eh, mm. just shut up. Like, I don't know. I just wasn't feeling that. Like I just, it was annoying me to be honest. The comedy parts annoyed me more than uh, <laughs> the actual Star Trek parts. So for me, like parts like that work with it being a cartoon. Mm. Like if it was live action and that interaction was happening, that would feel even to some degree cornier than the situation, like the whole, look and feel i also wonder and maybe once again this this probably isn't the case because i'm sure that this has been worked it's been in the works for a while but is, does covid play any role into this is did they want to go with an animation type show because we are doing the whole social distancing thing or is it or was this always kind of slated to happen this, this has been announced years ago so this 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 had been the plan for a while and i know it had kind of been in development hell for a little bit so i was actually shocked that the show did get released just because you know i feel like they have tried to do animated star treks and they're doing they're doing another animated star trek show that's more of a kid show on oh, nickelodeon no. on nickelodeon correct and god I, I i don't know how that's going to work out i'm honestly. worried i'm worried for I'm worried for that show because Star Trek fans, I feel, are like Star Wars fans. Mm. Like, remember when Star Wars Resistance came out or Star Wars Rebels came out? The Star Wars fan base got really mean and cruel and stupid and didn't realize, as Brett Rader would say, this is a children's story. Like, (laughs) I'm hoping that Star Trek fans realize that, yeah, the Star Trek on Nickelodeon, that is for kids. Like, you don't need to go and destroy it. What I did appreciate about the show, though, was there's still... Deep cuts to Star Trek lore, right? I think you know one of the articles I read was, and I didn't catch this because I'm not, I'm not, I haven't seen every single episode of every single Star Trek and memorized it. What? But there, I think get out in that ending bit when the um, female lead character is talking about like all the stuff that she knows. She mentions a character name, and it's from the second pilot of the original series, the ensign who gets the godlike powers. And then Kirk has to, cru- like, you know, kills him by crushing a hill on him. But he, he doesn't leave it in the log, right? He just says he, I think he, like, passed away or, or yeah. something like that. Yeah. So, like, there's references like that to, like, the original series. And people were like, wow, that's so cool. And, like, I love that stuff, right? I love when you can kind of, like, have those deep cuts and deep references where the casual viewer can still brush it off. It's just like, oh, it's any old jargon, but it actually has meaning. So. Yep. I appreciate that. I appreciate it about the show because I think Star Trek has always created and had fun callbacks to its, you know, obviously it's deep lore now. It's deep mythology where you have tons of TV shows, you have tons of movies, comp, tie-in comics, books, novels, VR games, um, video games, board games, fan fiction. Well, fan yeah, fiction doesn't do anything. It's, it's all it's all canon. It's, fan fiction is not <laughs> canon, psycho. It's canon now. Oh my god. Um, I also like that. I think it paid off in a few like hypothetical situations that I had thought about for Star Trek. Like, what if the 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 food replicator breaks? You know, like, and it's just popping up bananas. Or 
the obvious implication that every crew member is having sex in the holodeck. Yes. Like we finally got to see them uh, whenever she starts that program with all the naked dudes making out. It's just like, finally, confirmation that gross shit <laughs> yeah. happened in the holodeck. And, and they're like, human. I was hopeful when I Do saw that. Do you guys that. think yeah. that the show's going to lean into that as we yes. kind of go yes, into the Yes, because it's animation. Show? It yeah. needs to lean into it. I hope it. so. Yeah. yeah, it has to. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, otherwise I think Jules to. is right. Uh, and I think that the other, the other reason that I feel, I feel like this animated format works is that it moved very quickly. It, the pace to me seems a lot faster than any start, regular Star Trek episode that I've seen. Well, I mean, the biggest difference is this is a half-hour show. Yes. Most Star Treks are 40, you know, 45-hour-long yeah. shows. Like, you know, Picard. Oh, are just, they? Yeah. Like, oh. obviously, back when it was on, you know, network television, it was the 44-minute formula. Yeah. And now, even with Discovery and Picard, some of those episodes would go longer than 44 minutes. They would go 50. Some would go an hour. Yeah. Uh, so there would be a lot to the episode. Yeah. So I think, I mean, animation always works best in the, the smaller... Fa Fast-paced. Fast-paced yeah. type of... Um, I like, I enjoy, thing. and I think that's one of the reasons I, I think this is a show I'm, I can stick with. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Christian's gonna stick with a Star Trek show? Because it's, to me, it's more, <laughs> it's like Star Trek meets Rick and Morty, and I hope they lean more into the Rick and Morty, right? Yeah. Um, and but this, yeah, and yeah. It's, it's faster paced, and uh, you know, the, the characters were funny, and it's kind of ir irreverent here and there, and... There's like good situations, um, and I, I feel like it's not, it was, it's not a perfect debut, but there's a lot of potential, I think. It was also renewed already for a second season. And uh, a third. A third season? No, I made that. No. <laughs> I was like, wow. Uh, Chris has decided. So there, are two, so there will be a second season. This first season is going to run for 10 episodes, and the second season will also run for 10 episodes. Nice, and, and that's perfect. 10-episode run, yeah. I think, is a good, you know, especially for an animation series, I think that's a good amount of time. Um, one of the other things that I really enjoyed was the uh, opening, right? The uh, opening sequence. Oh, the sequence. ship like running away and stuff? The ship running away. Like, it, it had like the classic like Star Trek music and like the, the, the dialogue and everything. And then like all these situations of like, oh, flying up to the board and be like, yeah, fuck this. <laughs> like leaving like <laughs> yeah. that normal, like that, like what we would all want to do in like these really like bizarre and scary ass situations. Oh, that actually leads me to my, my next question. Did you guys know, because you guys are Star Trek fans, is this the idea of a second contact ship new from this? Or have you always known about these second contact ships? Because the idea is hilarious to me. Like, uh, <laughs> I have never heard of it. I never heard second of that. Second contact. Like, to me, that's brilliant. It's like, they're not only on, the, on the lower decks, they're on the lower decks of like a second-rate ship. <laughs> right, that that does second-rate jobs. Like they they're gonna come in after the heavy guns. I I like it because it yeah they do all the paperwork. Yeah, 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 yeah they, they the, There's the one bit where the guys didn't really know how to pronounce their names <laughs> right. like on the planet. Right. It's brilliant. Yeah, I like all. Oh, of it. I, I hope there's like a I hope there's uh they pull in like administrative humor like you know like situation from the office like you know. That has to deal with corporate, and you, you can translate that idea to dealing with the first contact ship or something, you know? Oh, I can't wait. There's, there's, there's a lot of potential. I, I thoroughly think I'm going to enjoy it. Where are the timelines? Because obviously this is in the Prime prime universe. Is it? Yes. I know it's in the Prime, but I don't remember. Wait, you do? How do you know that? Because it said it in like the premise was that it's Prime universe. Oh. But I don't remember where in the timeline it's listed. Hmm. Well, it's, it's next generation, certainly after next generation, because they know war. Yep. They know oh, yeah. it's listed in the year uh, twenty three eighty, which I believe is right after um, the time that Voyager returns home. Voyager, like I think hmm. Voyager returns home in like twenty three seventy eight or twenty three seventy nine. 
I like the uniforms they got in this show. That's like a mix of Next Generation and the classic Star Trek movie ones with the flap that goes over the mm. chest. They kind of they're kind of doing both. Uh, I like that. <laughs> Second contact shift. They can now also experiment with the uniforms. Exactly. <laughs> Anytime you have a yeah. new Star Trek series, yeah. new uniform. Yeah, you got to you got to tweak it a little bit. They're trying to follow the Star Wars like Stormtrooper formula, where it's like oh, new new anything, new Stormtrooper, new Stormtrooper. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. all that merch and that product, you know. Yeah. Okay, so just so for a timeline update, Star Trek Nemesis. Takes place in 2379. This takes place one year after Star Trek Nemesis. So Data is dead. Data is dead. That's the uh, that's dead. like the key takeaway. Yeah. <laughs> what characters are still alive? Data is dead. Janeway's an admiral, right? Sis- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Janeway's yeah, an admiral. Cisco obviously is no longer there. Wait, Cisco's dead? Yeah, he's well. He's with. He's in the Nexus, right? The Nexus. He joined some something. Yeah, he joined the <laughs> Nexus. Did he join the Nexus? Yeah, it w- right. It's the Nexus. Am I confusing my? I think. Well, that's where all three captains ended up in the Nexus because that doesn't. No, seem no, no, no. You're right. Not that's, that, where that's where Kirk and Picard go. He goes with those weird um, Wait, what's aliens. It, what's Nexus? Is that like? Is that like Captain Heaven? Um, so it's like this in-between place <laughs> that oh. connects time and space. Wait, there was a good Star Trek movie that I watched when we were really young. Yeah, Star Trek Generations with Kirk and Picard. Oh, that was so great. Is that yes. Nexus? That That's the Nexus. That's oh, that is the Nexus. Yes. Yeah. The in-between. You, you, you live like a, your afterlife there forever, yeah. cut, cutting wood. And then just for a point of reference, um, <laughs> Star Trek Picard Season 1 takes place in 2399, which is 19 years after uh, Lower Decks. Cool. Because so, I guess they wanted to make a card as old as fucking possible <laughs> in that show. Yes. Yeah. Because you want to see a 92 year old man running around the oh universe. My God. That's what everybody wants. With like really interesting Botox. <laughs> terrible Botox. Oh they did a terrible that job. Show. <laughs> I was trying to be nice. So before we ask, answer that age old question and let Julian get out of here, do we have any ideas where we think this is going? Do we think that this is going to have a cohesive story or is it just going to be a bunch of idiots running around the galaxy? I, I think I think that's good. The through line is going to be the family, uh, but I feel like it's going to be one-offs with common th- that that being the, the thread through. Yeah. Right. My only fear for the show is that they promote them too quickly. Right. Mm. So like obviously each of these characters have aspirations to move higher, uh, and, and I think the last thing you want to do is get to like a season three or season four of the show, and it's like. We have a captain and a chief medical officer, and like and it's it not a really, regular, it yeah, it's a not really lower deck. So I'm interested to see kind of like as they quote unquote power up throughout the show, how they knock them back down again. You know, uh, that's you know, my beef with the JJ movies is all these promotions and demotions. <laughs> Every single movie, is promoted and demoted like two or three times. They get sick of it. Uh, that said, the lower decks, I, I think there is going to be. I think they're not going to be able to help themselves. There is going to be an arc. I just think that this Klingon they're setting up. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, but both the two main characters are on the bridge at comms and steering the ship. So they're at least promoted to like there. So, you know, I I wouldn't be surprised if there is some some like overarching business in this in this show. Yeah. Beyond just the family stuff. Yeah. Yeah, My biggest disappointment of the show was how much the um, bridge officers were featured. And, you know, they're they're all voiced by pretty big name (laughs) actors, (laughs) which makes me, you know, which makes me believe that they're going to be pretty prominent in the show. And and really, like, I was just hoping, like, you know, they're they're kind of the background characters, you know, and the the lower deck people are really the main characters. And but, you know, I I guess all you can do is wait and see. Right. Are you familiar with that next generation?
an episode. I believe it's called Lower Decks. Where we actually follow. Do you know this episode? No, I'm not familiar with that one, actually. It's essentially this premise. It's not cartoonish, but it follows some ensigns for a whole episode. And the the bridge crew are treated like they're treated in this in this episode where, like, you know, they look up at them and they're kind of like almost the Peanuts uh, parents, you know, like you don't even hear what they're saying kind of they're like in a distance. It's kind of it's kind of interesting. It's not a very good episode, but I think it's called. <laughs> well, Lower actually, Decks. critics disagree with you. So I have it right here. It's the 167th episode of Next Generation, 15th episode of season seven, and it's been wi- widely considered one of the best episodes of the Next Generation and the entire Star Trek <laughs> franchise. It's normally put in the top ten best all-time Star Trek episodes. And Julian's head is exploding. What? It's also no, considered no. to have one of the saddest um, moments in a Star Trek history. Don't ruin it because I'm going to go watch it after this. I, I was just reading what it says the internet says, what the internet has said about it. I'm oh, just reading what the internet Well, what internet said, said that, by the way? What internet said that? Um, www.theinternet.com. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Screen Rant. Screen Rant said. Uh, I mean, they're not always the best, but. No, they're not. Uh, I think it's that time because I know Julian got to run and, and thank you again. But before we run out here, uh, Julian. Was Star Trek Lower Deck Season 1, Episode 1, good? Good's a strong word, but I'm not given any other word here on the show. So, yeah, I'll say it was, it was pretty good. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. yeah. It was good. Yeah. Jules, the name of the show is Was It Good? Yeah, and we, but you have to say it like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So you want, you want, you want the, an asterisk? Uh, asterisk. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah, kind of. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, pretty good. All right. Nice. Uh, all right. Julian, you got to go around now. You guys <laughs> pick Arjuna and ask him the question. Oh, I said, Ar- Arjuna, was Star Trek Lower Decks Season 1, Episode 1 good? Uh, I'm going to go yes. It was good. I did enjoy it a lot. Um, I was pleasantly surprised, and I'm excited for the coming season. You're excited for the future? Yes. Word. I'm excited for this future, but I know 19 years after this show, I should not be excited because it's Picard. <laughs> so oh, if, wow. the, if the show does, if, you know, if it follows the formula of one season per year, if we get to season 20 of Lower Decks and it catches up with the Picard timeline, I got to drop the show at that point because it, <laughs> it's fuck? just too dark. Uh, Krishna, was uh, Lower Decks good? Uh, yes. As a non-Trekkie, uh, I found it quite entertaining and I am uh, quite hopeful about its potential. Ravi, was Star Trek Lower Decks uh, Season 1, Episode 1 good? You know, I'm going to have to agree with everyone here and say, yes, it was good. <laughs> nice. Boo! Wow. Just kidding. You didn't want to be a contrarian this time? No, no. I mean, you saw you you watched it with me. You saw yeah. how excited and happy I was watching that. Yeah, day, you were very so excited. Yeah. I was very, very glad to actually watch something interesting for once in, in the Star Trek universe. In the Star Trek universe, unlike that fucking show Picard. <laughs> Anyway, on that note, Julian, thank you for joining us. Is there anything you'd like to plug? Where can the people find you? I don't, pl- I don't know. I got nothing. But watch The Rush on Yahoo Sports. That's, that's my big show. Nice. Do, do you Rush. have a little show? No, I only dabble in the big ones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, check out, uh, check out Yahoo Sports Fridge. We have one episode out there. Yes. <laughs> Open A slug Mark Canna. Check it out. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> Oh, by the way, I, I liked uh, real quick before you go. I liked that episode of Fridge because he buys the same eggs that I get, <laughs> <laughs> and that makes me. F- yeah, I don't know how much of a foodie he is. Yeah. There, there's also he doesn't even make his own pasta sauce. We talked about it later, and I was like, Oh, yeah. are you a foodie? 
Yeah. Wow, we're wrapping up this conversation the way we started with me being a snob. About yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's, a, there's a common theme here, Jules. <laughs> uh, All right, thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it and appreciate you. Thanks, yeah. sir. Have we'll a good see you one. Soon, man. We'll have you on again for the finale. Please do. See ya. Bye. Bye. Thanks again to Julie for, for jumping in there. So we still have a couple more topics to hit before we wrap this podcast. We have, like, a ton of topics. Yeah. We also have <laughs> this thing to give away. It's the child. We're going to need another hour to input the names. Eating uh, a frog. the frog thing over here. Do you really need an hour? Uh, maybe two. Okay. <laughs> well, before we get to that, let's talk about Spider-Man 3 for some idiotic reason. Yeah. Yesterday, uh, during our weekly hangout with our parents because we are good kids uh we decided to throw yeah. on spider-man 3 the greatest worst spider-man ever 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 no. made uh yeah. and it was interesting watching that very film after how many years 13 13 years yeah. and you have to remember this is the first time we're probably any of us are watching it since it came out which means we've had four more spider-man since no wait five more including spider-verse Yes. So at least five, five Spider-Man, Spider-Man movies plus like numerous other Spider-Man appearances in other movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. Civil War. Uh, and plenty game. of more Spider-Man shows. Spider-Man video games. You know yeah. what I mean? There's been tons of iterations of Spider-Man since Tobey Maguire. Yeah. Uh, it, it's just, if you talk to anybody our age, right, there's been... Besides Batman, no like more version, no more like versions of Spider-Man. Like... It's crazy. It's crazy how many versions you've gone of one character. Yes. And a fun fact, just uh, so everyone's aware, from our chat here, it is Peter per- Peter Parker's birthday today. No. Are you serious? Yes. Wait, we didn't plan this. No, we didn't. It's we just- pla- No, no, no. We planned it. We are. We have the insight. We have the foresight here. Was it good? If you want insider access like that, give us money. Sheer dumb luck. Uh, we have the sheer dumb luck gene. So wait, he was born on August 10th? Just what a so. lame month to be born in. Yeah, who's born in August? No one that we like or nope. know or yeah. care about. Mm-mm. Negative. Ravi, your girlfriend was born in August. Uh, let's move it on. <laughs> so, <laughs> Spider-Man, is it so bad that it's good or so good that it's bad? Well, the second <laughs> one's definitely not true. All right, I, I think before we get to that question... What were you surprised at watching this that, perhaps, that you know, because it's a different style of filmmaking, right? Uh, there are longer shots. Uh, it's a two and a half hour movie. There are three villains. Terrible CGI. Uh, awful CGI, which was critically acclaimed at the time. It was uh, good. No, it, w- it was good CGI at the for, time. For the time, mm-hmm. right. But it looks, it's god awful now. So like it's, my, it's biggest takeaway, my biggest takeaway from watching this movie is our standards for superhero movies have plummeted. Uh, yeah. That was my biggest takeaway. <laughs> yeah. Because when this movie came out, it was in comparison to other superhero movies that had come out previously, considered dog shit, right? It was, garbage, it was yeah. people were like this movie sucks. It's gar-. we were all like, "Wow, this is so much worse than Spider-Man 1 yeah. and 2 and X-Men 2 and Batman Begins right at the time, right? That now because you've had such an oversaturation of the market, market, you've had 20-plus Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. You've had the DCEU. Because there's so many more, because because it's so oversaturated, I think our our expectations of what... Our super movie standards have dropped. Yeah, <laughs> I, well, I think that it's become a standard, right? And that standard has 
come down. While superhero movies used to be an event, right? There used to be maybe one or two a year. They used to be special. Now it's just like... You get five a year. Oh, cool. Well, we used to, at least. Cool. Let's go see... Before the plague. Ant-Man three and a half. (laughs) 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 Let's go see... Yeah. You know what I mean? There's so many. And also, by the way, the problem with the Marvel Cinematic Universe is there's one producer that oversees them, so they all look and feel and are formulaically the same, uh, which just creates more of an issue, right? There's no... they feel the same. They look the same. They are the same. Uh, if you really break it down, um, which so is insane too, because when you th- when you based on what Arjuna is saying, it's like you know you've had ten years of Marvel, and it is hard to kind of like figure out what piece goes where. While with this movie, with Spider Man Three, we know this movie so well, even though we've seen it. I've, this is maybe my third time watching it. It's in, my second in thirteen years, but the scenes. Stick out so they're iconic. So, they're very iconic <laughs> yeah. when you yeah. compare it to like you know. Tell me something that happened in Thor two. Just one thing. Uh, dark, dark elves, right? Dark elves. Sure. What, what did I don't remember? Don't, you're scene. asking too much. Christopher Eccleston. He was in that. Yes. Was the bad guy. Wait. That's how. The that's how the, Doctor Who. Yeah. The no, Doctor I, Who. I mean, but that but the the good one. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. Right. There's so many of these movies. They're so. I mean. Cinema in general is so fast cut. You know, everything... Do you guys remember when the Bourne movies used to come out? People used to complain how fast those cuts were. Take a Marvel movie and see how fast those cuts are. You know what I mean? Yeah. How, you know, breakneck, you know, neck-breaking speed is the, uh, those movies and how fast they move and stuff. Mm-hmm. And even when we were watching it, everyone's like, wow, this movie's kind of slow. And it's like, it, it really actually isn't that slow. We just... We expect every... Like, specifically with more... Like, Superhero movies, like everything happened like that, you know. Um, I, it's so fascinating. What What did you find surprising about it? Here's what I found surprising: a couple things. One, Peter Parker is a dick. <laughs> Why is that surprising? Because superheroes and heroes in today's superhero movies are good people. They They have like certain flaws, right? Like Robert Downey Jr. plays Iron Man excellently. No one's going to argue that. And yeah, he he you know has these like dilemmas and. But Tobey Maguire is legitimately a chauvinist. He's a dick. He like the only thing he probably isn't in this movie is racist. He, everything else he probably touches on, he he hits right. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, that's true. And to me, that is fascinating, and I liked it. I the, liked it. Our superheroes in today's world, like their mistakes or their flaws, are just like unfortunate I coincidences. I, 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 you know I, I care mean? too much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it, they're unfortunate. I'm super wet. You could, uh, at worst, <laughs> they're unfortunate coincidences where it's like, oh, I was late for the dance party because, and I stood you up on the date because I was saving the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? While, yeah, yeah you're right. Peter Parker is does horrible things yeah. before Toby he even McGuire. gets the Venom suit yeah. in front of his girlfriend who he's going to propose to the very next day. He makes out <laughs> with another person in front of everyone. With their signature kiss. And does kiss. the signature kiss and then still thinks in his mind. This yeah. is pre-Venom suit, right? Yeah. This is just Peter Parker. His own mind yeah. thinks it's, oh, yeah, no, it's he's going to propose to Mary Jane and everything will be A-O-K. He's like, in that point, he's like, it's show business, baby. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, like what? what the fuck? It's, it's wonderful. Uh, here's another thing I was surprised by. I remember watching this movie the first time 13 years ago, being like, Topher Grace was the absolute worst choice to be Eddie Brock. 
Watching it 13 years later, he's great. They could not have nailed it. They could not have <laughs> it's done like Topher, a better casting job. It's like Topher Grace. Like I, I say this about like Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans. Like they were born to play certain. Topher Grace was born to play Eddie Brock. This douchebag. This douchebag photographer. Oh, like man. he's perfect for it. Yeah, he's so and great. he's so weird. And having the chance to, I've watched all of that 70s show, and I did not really watch a lot of Topher Grace stuff, and obviously that's the quintessential like Topher Grace thing. He basically plays that character from that 70s show in this, where yeah. he's got like that weird quirkiness, that weirdness about him. He's a perfect foil to Peter Parker yeah. in this movie. Yep. It was great. I brings me to my next point. Sandman? Uh, Sandman. Wait, I was going to go to uh, James Franco first, but we'll end on James Franco. Sandman. <laughs> Sandman might have been the best part of the movie. Here's why. Uh, he has a real motivation that is believable and you feel for him. I felt more for Sandman, or I was more on Sandman's side, than I was at Peter Parker's side at any point during the movie. Right? So to me, that means they did a good, I think they did a good job with Sandman. Okay, so. Revisionist history. Real quick, right? Kind of. Obviously, Spider-Man. You know, this is pre-MCU days. Yeah. Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Biggest criticism is villains, right? Yes. Where would you put Sandman versus some of the quote-unquote best MCU villains, right? That being Loki, mm. uh, Killmonger. Yeah. Um, Thanos, I guess some would say, is a, is a good villain. Though yeah. others would argue he's not a good villain. I mean, I, I would still put Killmonger and Loki ahead of Sandman. But I don't know if there are too many other Marvel... Cinematic Here's a question. Villains. Can you name another villain <laughs> in the MCU? I was hoping you wouldn't go the here. The guy from Civil oh, War. Whiplash. <laughs> He's definitely better than Whiplash. Whiplash oh, is yeah, Whiplash horrible. shit. Uh, who's another one? The guy from Civil War. Uh, actually, uh, oh, Zemo? Uh, yes, Zemo. Bird, Birdman Vultures. Birdman Vultures. He was pretty. He was good. He was good, He too. was good. He was good. Yeah. Um, uh, that's about it. That's yeah, all I can remember yeah. right now. <laughs> it's, it's tough. It's tough. So what were you going to say about the Green Goblin? James Jr. Franco. Has there ever been, uh, since earlier in the show when we said Topher Grace was a perfect choice, has there ever been a better casting choice than James Franco as Harry Osborn? And Willem Dafoe playing his father. I think that I is, think the Willem- hands down, best father-son casting ever done. I don't know about that. I think Willem Dafoe being the father, perfect choice. But yeah. James Franco? Yeah. As Harry Osborn? I don't in know. This, in this, in Tobey Maguire's... I think in in Spider-Man 3, it kind of makes sense. But, like, remember, like, Spider-Man 1 and 2 with him. Eh? I'm going to disagree. I actually think James Franco is better in, like, Spider-Man 1 and really good in Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 3, like, I I actually thought he was the weakest part of the movie, rewatching it. I still loved it, but, yeah. I I thought he was the weakest part just because they did the whole stupid amnesia thing. In the movie where he forgets, he just forgets. He's like, la, 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 la. I'm James Franco. I'm a happy man. And then he's like, now I'm evil again. I must kill Peter Parker. But doesn't that feel like such a comic book arc? Like, comic books, yeah. the superhero comics are always way over dramatic. Always. Sure. And that's what I really was able to appreciate in this movie. This movie, to me, feels more like a comic book. Um more so than a lot of like regular MCU movies. MCU movies, they feel like like big action blockbusters with some sci-fi and stuff. This feels like a comic book movie, like a comic book put on screen. You know, kind of like a, a la Watchmen. Yeah. You know, 
like the same idea where it's long, yeah. they take their time, and it's over dramatic. So one of the biggest things that came out about this movie after the fact, after you know Spider Man Four was scrapped and they moved on to the Mark Webb movies, and then obviously the MCU, Tom Holland movies, was uh, Sam Raimi and the disagreements that he had with. Uh, Sony, and then also the producer of all these movies, uh, Avi Arad. Um, essentially, there were three separate visions, and you see that in the movie. There's three separate villains, uh, and then it doesn't necessarily mesh together. And we were kind of trying to figure out, like, okay, who wanted which villain? And it probably makes sense, if you think about it, that Sam Raimi wanted the Harry Osborn arc because he set those up in his yeah. first two movies. Right. Um, Avi Arad probably wanted the Sandman arc. Um, just because it had an emotional and it it had an interesting parallel to Peter, especially what they try to do with right. this movie with the uncle, and then Sony being Sony wanted Venom, wanted Venom. Has yeah, they wanted to, well, they wanted to do a franchise. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, he's Sinister in Six. Venom is in all the marketing. He doesn't get the suit till like an hour and a half in. Has it for fifteen minutes, and then has, loses the suit, and then loses the suit. Yeah, yeah. and then you get Monster Ven- Venom. Yeah, with the teeth. And Topher but, Grace. But Grace. But you, know what's in, you know what's interesting watching the movie, right? Because I remember I remember specifically coming out of the theater and like, wow, they really rushed the whole Venom thing, right? And I was like, wow, this is stupid. You know, like Venom was all, you know, he hit the suit only like to not till an hour in and like for 20 minutes, and then like Venom did it. But now in comparison to other like movies, I'm like, wow, they spent a good amount, like in comparison, right? They spent a good amount of time with the Venom suit in terms of what you get with like MCU movies and how much time they actually spend with s- certain elements. And I'm like, mm. that's crazy that now we've been conditioned to be like, oh, we're oh, we're okay with 10 minutes of one element in a two-hour, you know, take Endgame, for example, right? the most overstuffed comic book movie in history. Um, which now, if you think about it, if something like Endgame came out in 2007, it would have been critically panned. Like Spider-Man Three, because it would have considered overstuffed and having too many elements and too much going on. But the the genius of the Marvel Cinematic Universe is they gave you so many versions of the same movie. They conditioned you to just like that one product. Are you aware that Disney has labs in the Mojave Desert filled with individuals watching various? I'm just fucking. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, that sounds that sounds real. That sounds real. They have they have massive screens and people that are glued to seats. And they have to watch these movies over and no, over No, that's a real again. thing. It's called the Cinema Drone Farms. Oh, my God. No, it's not real. It's no, Amazon is taking JC... No, I'm just joking. <laughs> um, so, overall, I would say, did it age well? It, it, I, think it, I think it has aged well uh, because it's almost like a, it's like nostalgia. It's like, oh, man, this is what, this is what a superhero movie used to be like. Um, so, uh, to me, what happened with this movie is it was bad. It got worse. And it's still really bad. But there's elements of it that I enjoy thoroughly. Like the campiness, the corniness, the over-the-top, over-dramatic situations. Emo Peter Parker. Incredible. You know, so did it age well? Yeah, I'm going to say it did. I also miss film, honestly. Just like watching a movie that was shot on film with grain. I'm like, everything's too sleek and digital these days. Mm. Like, bring back some film. Bring so why don't we start shooting this podcast on film? We should. Oh Wait, how? How would you stream it? Can you stream film? You no, stream film. you can't stream film, Christian. <laughs> Unless you are... No, you can. Uh, I think the story is interesting. I think the story has aged okay. Some parts of it, anyway. I think the CGI is just dog shit. It just did not 
hold up, unfortunately. I, but, but I also yeah. wonder, like, in 10, 15 years when we go back and we're like, oh, let's watch an Endgame. Are we going to be like, this Same didn't game. hold up either. Oh, absolutely. The, so that's the problem with digital, too, right? Now that things are shot on digital, they're not going to age very well at all. In fact, they're going to probably age more poorly, I Wait, would why? say. Just because with digital, it's all about resolution and sleekness and stuff. And as resolution Just keeps going better. up and up and up, when you look back at the older stuff, you're like, wow, that sucks, right? Like, as your eyes get more adjusted to higher frame rates and more pixels and all that type of stuff, anything that's lower than that, you're like, wow, this is dog shit. That's like why you can't watch 1080p anymore, right? Because you're so used to 4K, where you're like, wow, this looks horrible. So it it's only going to get worse. Like I am, I am fascinated in five years, five years, going back and watching Endgame. I mean, Force Awakens came out five years ago. I'd be curious to go back and watch Force Awakens today to see is that does the CGI aspect of it that does. I actually up. rewatched that maybe a month, a few months and a half ago, ago right? and it holds up, right? You know, in terms of like the visual, you know, the digital visual components. But like Star Wars also uses more practical effects. Yes. Yeah. I mean, especially these ones. I mean, when you look back at the original, like the not original, the prequels, for example, which are like clusterfucks of you know CGI and everything. Like there are definitely portions of it where like Jar Jar looks goofy and doesn't make sense, but he's goofy in general. So. Why are you clicking? Sorry, I'm sorry. Some things are happening, you know, and I, I just uh uh. Are we going to ask each old question? Yes. Krishna, can you get me some milk? No. You're lactose intolerant. Uh, Krishna, was Spider-Man 3 good? I re- want to say yes. I really do, but uh, it's still a no. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. really want to say yes, but yeah. Arjuna, was Spider-Man 3 good? I'm actually going to say yes. And wow. the reason I'm going to say You have the balls to do what I couldn't The reason do. I'm going to say yes is because uh, I think <laughs> we have all collectively said yes to current superhero movies that in almost every category are worse than Spider-Man 3. Wow. And I think because that expectation has gone down, these older movies are kind of retroactively better. <laughs> and it's I, like a fine bad... Wait, what? It's like a fine bad wine. Exactly. It gets better with age. A fine, right. So a bad wine that starts off bad but might get slightly better after 13 years? Here's a fun fact. If you open a bottle of wine, it's never going to get better if you leave it. It's going to go bad. Correct. Right. So you have to leave it close. Exactly. But you would not know then if that wine is good or bad. Interesting. So, Wait, so you're like, saying... It's more like that cat, I think. Hmm. But yeah, I, I <laughs> regardless of this cat analogy... I do I do think there's it's not a perfect movie, but I do actually no, think God, no. I do think it's interesting. I do think it's interesting with Peter Parker. I, I still think Tobey Maguire is the best cinematic Peter Parker because I think he captures at least what I interpret Peter Parker to be, a very flawed protagonist. You know, while you know, the Andrew Garfield and the Tom Holland version, to me, they haven't shown they're too perfect. They're they're just they're way too perfect. They're too cool as Peter Parker. They're too perfect as Spider Man's, uh, and I think Spider Man Three and the whole Spider Man trilogy did a good job. I well, I, I agree. Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker is is infinitely more interesting than the other two. Yeah, and so, more memorable. Like you yeah. just remember the stuff more because of yeah. h- how everything is presented. And maybe it is part nostalgia, but yeah, I I do, I do think it is. It's not a perfect movie. It's not even a great movie, but I think it is a good movie. Yeah. Ravi, was Spider-Man 3 good? Check the outline. I already put my answer in. You put, 
Yes. I put Wait, no. Wait, what? Oh. <laughs> I was like, are you no. serious? No. It, the, um, yeah, that makes sense. The story's still all over the place. The... It's still the too fa- long. The fact that I look at the movie and I'm like, Peter Parker is a jackass. And like, I didn't even really, like, really realize that when I first watched it, which maybe is a fault of my own. But like, that in itself kind of just makes it a more terrible film. So, hmm. yeah. Oh, well. We tried. <laughs> Speaking about terrible things, Rush Hour 2. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? That's not terrible. Rush Hour 2 is a classic. Would How you dare s- you? Would you say Rush Hour 2 is better than Rush Hour? No. Uh, I, I would not say that. I wouldn't either. Even after watching it, like it, it's still enjoyable. Yeah, it's a good sequel. But I think the original Rush Hour, especially because the characters don't know each other, they get to know each other. Um, there's just a there's a beauty in that, and it, it's so hard for there to be <laughs> so a poetic. There's so hard. It's so hard for a sequel of a comedy to be better than the original. And Rush Hour Two definitely is one of the better comedy sequels out there. Yeah. But I still think the original Rush Hour is infinitely more memorable and more quotable and yeah. just a better movie, too. Mm-hmm. So, speaking, so speaking with Rush Hour 2, so obviously we decided to throw on another classic film because, you know, why not? Uh, it's Sunday. What else are you going to do in quarantine land? And an interesting thing popped up. Now, we watched Rush Hour via Hulu. Yeah, Hulu has a deal with USA... Or U.S., whatever. So USA or TNT or whatever? One of those distribution points. Um, (laughs) They have a deal. And before the movie starts and after the movie comes back from every commercial break, because we have commercials in Hulu because Krishna loves commercials. Advertisers, if you're listening, Krishna will um, watch ads for you. He will pay extra. You can pay me for for the ads. He loves fact, If you up his price, right, and the lower ones for ads and then the higher ones for... Oh, the low one's no ads, and the higher one is ads. Christian will actually pay more for the ads. Yeah, yes. that's, those are lies. He says, and this is a direct quote, that's how he gets his news and his information <laughs> and what products for him to buy next. He's also yeah. really big into Facebook ads, too. So mm. uh, I don't have Facebook. If there's any political group listening, <laughs> wow, he's who you should I can be. I can be bought. He can yeah. be bought easily. Yeah, I can be bought. Um, but before the movie actually started and when we came back from commercial pre- uh, breaks, there was an offensive tag notice at the mm. beginning of the film and we're paraphrasing here but it was basically along the lines of we love our 199 or our 90s buddy cop comedies or our buddy comedies uh, but some of the material that is um, mentioned or portrayed in this you know is outdated and doesn't obviously uh, adhere to current standards etc cetera, etc cetera. like I said I'm paraphrasing but it's essentially what they were saying what um we 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 grew up watching Rush Hour. It was very inspirational to our <laughs> professional and personal careers. I would say. Um, was that shocking to you guys? Like when you look back at that movie, and even after watching the movie last night through the lens of this tag, do you think that it's warranted? What do you think? Yes, it's definitely warranted. Uh, you know, I think collectively we've come a long way uh, in terms of. At least what we're aware of that you know can be offensive. Yeah. Um, but so the tag, the tag makes sense. It didn't lessen my enjoyment of the movie, not one bit. But I'm glad that they included it because it's like laugh, but be aware why this isn't something you should repeat. Perhaps you know outside of the scope of watching this movie. I appreciate that because people are out there, unfortunately, are dumb enough to be like, if it's in the movie, it's okay to say in real life or. Because they do this in the movie, this attitude is correct. Therefore, I'm allowed to be a racist piece of shit, right? Yeah. Well, no, that's not that's not true, right? Enjoy the movie, laugh, but just be aware that 
that behavior in, in the movie that that could be problematic, don't emulate it. Right. Realize should, why you're laughing. I that found, way you can yeah, keep. I found keep myself it. laughing because of how like how bad it was in terms of yeah. like the oh yeah some of the stuff was, and it's like I'm laughing at. Like how you could even like think or say something like that. <laughs> so like that was the humor to me almost. It's like wow, this is uh, you can't say this. You low can't. low hanging fruit. Yeah, a lot of the exactly. humor is low hanging fruit. Exactly right. You know, and you're like well, you couldn't get away with this uh, today. Um, but it 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 didn't shock me that it's there. I think it it is needed in today's world because like Christian said, people are stupid and yeah. will be like, yeah, it's in the movie, so it is okay. Um, so I'm glad they did that. Um. It is interesting watching it so many years later because you obviously don't realize at the time as expectations and realities change in terms of, you know, this is okay. You know, I've been watching The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and there's one part where Carlton says outright, like, that's retarded. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and it's yeah, like, and you're just like, whoa. And, every, whoa, and they just whoa, no one says whoa. anything. It's just fine. Like, it, yeah. and they, I think it's said again at one <laughs> point too, and you're just like. What? Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, because at the time, yeah, everybody said it, and that was okay. But then it is, you know, it, it's 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 almost like it's a peek at of like there, things can change, and you can be hopeful because it's like that was okay, and it wasn't a controversy at all back then. Like people just said it, and people were fine with it. You can't do that today, and I think that is good progress. Like mm. you shouldn't be able to say that on a show or on a movie, right? Because it is offensive and it is bad. And so it's like, well, things can change. So, hmm. Ravi, I agree with everything you're saying, <laughs> but <laughs> you just, hated the tag. I I think the tag. It, <laughs> I, what I hated about it, honestly, is the fact that every single time you came back from commercial break, it was oh, there. Yeah. You, you only need it at the beginning of the movie. And uh, and I and, agree with and, that. and mostly because you know you're wasting my time and want to get back to the fucking movie. Like mm. I get it. I can read the first tag. I understand. Yeah. It's interesting. Um. It's also interesting, like, you know, I, we didn't obviously watch Rush Hour 3. I would be kind of curious to see, does Rush Hour 3 have a similar tag? I mean, if Rush Hour 2 has a tag like that, Rush Hour 1 definitely, definitely. has a Absolutely. fucking tag like that. Yeah. But Rush Hour 3, like, even looking back at that film, it was definitely not as... Um, they, did not, they didn't poke the bear as much in Rush Hour 3 mm. when kind of, like, comparing different uh, cultures and everything, so... Hmm. Do we still have hopes that a rush out four happens? Do we need I, it? I don't think we need it. Um, the movie, uh, watching Rush Hour 2, I think is a great example. The, the movies are sort of like relics of a bygone era, right? You, if you get Rush Hour 4, like you just said, they're not, they can't make the same jokes. Right. They're older. Um, Unless you lean into that, right? Unless you completely yeah, lean you, into... You have to go all out, if you which lean, is fine. If you lean into but. the idea of here are these two old cops yeah. from a bygone era yeah. living in 2020, right? And they're kind of racist. And yeah, yeah. They're, they're off the book. They don't do things correctly. This sounds like it's a <laughs> taco. Yeah, yeah, it does, right? And But if you lean into that and you can find a good story and you can still kind of be fun... Like, you can kind of have fun with that humor of, you know... Of of today's society, I think that really has to be a big part of it. Yeah, I think you could have an interesting movie. I think it could be fun because I mean, the key to those movies is the chemistry between Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker. Hundred percent, and that's still there, right? Maybe um, they might have had a falling yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, don't know. you never know. I guess. When did Rush Hour Three come out? Two thousand and seven, the same year as Spider Man Three. So it's been thirteen <laughs> years classics. since they've done a movie together. A movie together. Yeah. So yeah, and and a lot has changed in that time period. I mean. 
look at who the director of one, two, and three is. And right. Who it would be it? a different director. Yeah, um, Brett Ratner. Brett Ratner. Brett Raider? Ratner. The, um, I didn't know we know the director of Rush Hour. Nope, Krishna. We'll <laughs> just we'll just keep pushing through that one. Uh, uh, is there some stuff around yep, this director yes. that I don't yeah, know Brett about? Brett Ratner. He's being he's a uh, he's he's one of the bad ones. Really? We're trying to cancel him, but unfortunately, Hollywood's protecting him. Oh wow! Yes. See, didn't know that. There's so many of them. <laughs> I mean, it's no fault of your own. Like you're right. There is so many of them. Yeah. It's a it's a disgusting and huge problem in Hollywood. Yeah. Um, we already agree that it's not better than one. Whoever says things like that is crazy. Um, <laughs> I feel like that's a targeted... Uh, targeted ad. We do not thing. do targeted ads here. We do <laughs> problematic ads. Oh. Programmatic ads. I mean, ads. <laughs> anyway. Somebody asked me first. I keep asking all right, first. All right. All right. Ravi. Was Rush Hour No, no, no. Don't, don't, don't do me first. Don't do me first. Was it good? Was Rush Hour 2 good? Yes, it was great. Wow. Oh, great. Great. Wow. Yes, I'm sorry, your new podcast. Oh. Was it good, great? Oh, here's a, here's a follow-up question. In terms of comedy sequels, mm-hmm. is it the best comedy sequel that you have seen? I can't think of any other comedy sequels right now. Anchorman 2. Yeah, it's better than that garbage. Um, oh, Daddy's Home 2. That's just <laughs> stupid. <laughs> uh, Home Alone 2. That uh, Home Alone Two is Home Alone Two is really good. Home Alone Two is really better than the first one. Way better than the first one. Yeah, Um, I might be the only one. The only other one I can think. I don't know. know. The genres crossover too because it's like it's a body cop movie. Yeah, Yeah. that's all. It's like a subgenre of comedy, right? Right. Ride Along Two. Is that a what? That was with uh, Body Cop. That's with Ice Cube and uh, Kevin Hart. Yeah, is that good? Um, What's the first? I haven't seen it either. No, it's oh. not that good. Oh, okay. It's just a, it's having heart screaming and Ice Street? Cube just being angry. 22 Jump Street is a pretty good sequel. It's not, it's not perfect, but no. it's actually better than the first time I remember. Oh. You, should, you guys should rewatch it. Uh, Christian, was Rush Hour 2 good? Yes, it was good. Uh, even though I fell asleep during it. <laughs> uh, Arjuna, was Rush Hour 2 good? Yes, it was. Wow. Uh, I enjoyed the Las Vegas scenes. And I will be going to the Red Dragon. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> exist, you silly. Oh, God. What? How did they make that sign? <laughs> they hired some neon light maker. They were like, hey, can you make this Red Dragon sign? Oh. Sure. It's generic enough. <laughs> uh, speaking of dragons and red ones, Mulan. Not the... The new one. The new one. That hasn't come out yet. That's coming out later on Disney Plus for $3,000. No, $30, I think. Um, we decided to rewatch. Christian and I decided to rewatch the cartoon version of Mulan <laughs> because you know it's Saturday. And there's nothing else to do. Yeah, and also you when you've had a few drinks, I mean Mulan looks great. You guys <laughs> are the two saddest thirty-year-olds I've ever met. Oh, I'm thirty-two. Yeah, you're in your thirties, thirty-year-olds. Gina, we are so exciting. It's a pandemic. You what spend, do you want us to do? You spent a Saturday night. Watching Mulan. Watching Mulan. Yeah. Yeah. That, that 30 sounds, year old man. That's a 32 part- year old man watch a Disney princess movie. Yeah. Hold, okay. on, hold, <laughs> on, hold on. But hold on. Hold on. Mulan's Just think about ass. the optics on it. Hold on. Bad real, ass. Hold, on hold on real quick. We were singing along too. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, were you actually? Yeah. Let's get down to business. Great fucking song. I want to hear how off key that was if you were both singing along. The, I will not confirm if the police were or were not called <laughs> on us for noise complaints. For there being a dead dog dying at 
at our at our apartment. Oh. Now Mulan, I think, is interesting because it does have it does follow the old school nineteen nineties, early two thousand Disney formula of like um, sing alongs and princesses and you know that type of stuff. And Mulan, I love because it's a story about this female individual going to war and then there's an actual war and like there's battle and there's like a dra- there's like cool shit happening that like anyone can be interested in and it's also got killer music too oh god which is amazing soundtrack's incredible and, we're, and it's not just the sing-along parts like some of the actual music yeah has like so there's like one part when she's like getting into her father's armor and it's like it's like almost techno. Christian, like, did you, like did, it's like electronic, yep. like beating you. Did like, you tear yeah. up? Did you cry? No, you don't cry the hundredth time you've seen a movie. He cried. I did not cry. It's also a fun fact, you know, for our listeners. This is the first movie the three of us actually saw in the United States. Yeah. When we first came uh, to the U.S. Yeah. So it's always kind of like, oh, it's the first U.S. Mm. film we saw in the U.S. Yeah. It's one of my first memories. Seeing Mulan. Yeah. I, I mean, I have, I obviously have memories of England, but like, especially of like the United States and moving here, like being so young and moving here, it like sticks out in my mind because it, it's almost like, in my five year old brain, we moved here and then we went straight to go see Mulan. That's weird. That's, 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 <laughs> that's exactly what happened. That's our parents' priorities the right plane. there. They're like, get off the plane. <laughs> All right, let's go see Mulan. Yeah. That's why we were late. <laughs> yeah, we got held up. Held custom, up. custom yeah. <laughs> makes sense. Uh, but yeah, Mulan, great film. Eddie Murphy kills it, obviously. Oh my like, God, so good. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful voice actor right there. Mushu. Oof. Mushu. Um, you know, looking ahead, we know that the new Mulan film is coming out. <laughs> um, some people actually suggested, you know, uh, maybe we could do uh, get a couple of people to like pool in. So you're not just individually spending $30 and just yeah. kind of give out our login information for Disney+. Plus. Just an idea that I'm throwing out there to the internet. Um, you know, so that's a possibility. I, knowing what we know about this new Mulan, there's no music. There's no Mushu. Mm-hmm. There's no there's, Lucky Cricket. There's no Lucky Cricket. There's no Zhang. There's no Zhang. There's no ancestor component, which I think is it's a huge and important thing to this because that's culturally, like, that's what, that was a thing. Like, I don't understand why we're not touching upon that. And then more importantly... Uh, what the lead actress said yeah. about Hong Kong. Yeah. The movie, and then obviously with this whole movie, is like then COVID happened, it's been pushed back like crazy. Is anyone here going to make the effort to see Mulan? Not for 30 fucking dollars. <laughs> I like, mean, it uh, needs to be a free okay. movie. Well, okay, worst case scenario, right? The three of us are the only three that watch it. Split three ways is 10 bucks. Ten, right? I would not, even that is too ex- They're cutting all the good stuff. Arjuna, real we quick. Have Arjuna, hold on. <laughs> so it's free. That's true. We have parents. Then I'm in. Yeah. It needs to be free. Yeah. Uh, so wait, if we split with our parents, then six dollars each. Yeah. But then you have to remember that's like the price of a um uh 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 McFish. A Mc what's it? Um oh, fish fillet? A fish fillet. A McFish. I like a that. McFish. A McFish. McFish. A McFish. You should, you should copyright that before they take it from yeah. you. They probably own that somewhere at some probably. point. Uh I mean, I'll probably watch it for this podcast. You know, it's going to be a new piece of content. I'll there. watch it just to rip it a new one. And yeah, but I, I do have super my expectation. I don't think I've ever had lower expectations for a movie. And this is really? obviously we've watched many Star Wars movies over the last few years. <laughs> we've uh, we've seen the destruction of the Star Trek franchise. Uh, 
<laughs> yeah, I, I honestly, my expectations are so low because they it's Netflix like, movies have come out that have been fucking god awful. Yeah, no, because they literally took everything great about the movie. They they went into a boardroom, right? They're like, okay, we're doing a live action remake of Mulan. People have been complaining. We're just doing the same thing. So it's like, how can we make Mulan different, right? So somebody <laughs> wrote all the pro, all the best parts of Mulan. They're like, okay. Let's take it all out. <laughs> <laughs> it's completely different yeah. now. And now it's a different movie. And it's it's a different interpretation of the thing. I'm like, uh, why? 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 Why would you remove all of these elements? But we'll see. But that's the that's the uh you know, we'll see how it goes. Um no expectations. It'll probably be terrible. I'll watch it. I'll probably cry because it's so painful. Yeah. And then I'll watch the uh, animated one and feel happy again. I'm glad that we we saw the anime one recently because I believe this is slated to come out in September, September. next month. Next, next month. month, so it'll be. Cu- I'm curious to see what we'll get uh, from this. Um, I'm happy that our June is offered. It sounds like to pay for the whole thirty dollars. Yeah, yeah, he's that's a, what I'm hearing. Yeah, that's, that's what um, I heard. So, yeah, and, and by pay for it, he's just gonna ask. Well, actually, uh, it's <laughs> your girlfriend's Disney Plus account that's connected. So, thanks, Sahara. What I'm hearing is <laughs> I don't have to pay for this movie. Hey, and Disney, if you're listening, I didn't have to pay for your movie. <laughs> this is a children's movie. Uh, Christian, was Mulan, the animated movie, good? Uh, yeah. Seems like uh, we, don't even, we, should, we don't even have to ask, but yeah. yeah it was, it was, it was a, great. It's film. not just great. It's, it's incredible. I forgot how good the movie is from start to finish. Okay, in terms of animated Disney movies, right? This is always the topic of discussion. Like, what's the best animated Disney movie? Lion King. So you still say Lion King one? No, oh, Atlantis. Oof. The Atlantis yeah, one. No, that one's a good one. Atlantis and then the other terrible. one in the future, Oof. where the planet's gone and the Land kid has the, the, the kid has the ring. Lord of the Rings. And he has to find a Never Titan. Titan. No. A, a Titan. Oh, Titan AE? AD. L-A-E yeah. Or yeah. That's that's the one. Titan AE. Interesting. But where would you guys Iron rank? Giant's pretty good. But where would you guys rank this? In second. You put it the second. Yeah. This is like. Third or fourth? Lion okay. King, Mulan. Lion King? Yeah, Lion King is incredible. It's all right. I, Lion King is the first movie I ever cried to. And you the cried last. over Lion King? And it's the last. What Not part? The Hunchback of Notre Dame? When Hell? Scar died? I didn't cry over Hunchback of Notre Dame. I just Down. cried because I felt bad for him. I didn't cry. I cried because he was so hideous. No, I'm joking. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he was too <laughs> ugly. <laughs> you know why they don't like you? You want to know why your boyfriend broke up with you? Because <laughs> you ugly. You ugly hunchback. Um, no, I'm just kidding. So speaking of ugly things. Oh, God. Mike Tyson uh, decided to fight a shark. <laughs> Did he actually fight a shark? I haven't seen the footage yet. So Mike, so it's Shark Week on Discovery Channel. Discovery Channel each year likes to do a, a week-long celebration of some of the deadliest creatures in the world. Sharks. And to kind of kick off the event, the event kicked off uh, yesterday on Sunday. Tyson, Mike Tyson, heavyweight boxing champion of the world. Um, went in and supposedly beat the crap out of a shark. Nice. And, you know, I thought Twitter would have got some trending, uh, didn't get any kind of trending love. Yeah, it's weird. Um, from what I understand, it was like two or three minutes, and that was about it. <laughs> so for a big event, it kind of fell flat on its face, unfortunately. Nice. Um, hopefully Tyson's actual fight coming up in September will be a little bit more interesting. This was his tune-up. Wow. Tune is tuna. Wow. Don't quit your tune. Anyway, so in celebration of Shark Week, I'd like to hear your favorite shark Ooh, can I go related last? films. Can I go last? And I'll go first. Okay. 
Actually, no, you go first, Christian. Um, You're the eldest. I, honestly, I, I didn't see this question until right before the podcast. So mine's boring. It's going to be traditional. It's going to be what most people pick, I think. It's going to be Jaws. Jaws is great. Jaws is a legitimately um, scary movie. Uh, and the shark appears very late. It's barely even in the movie. But the idea around the shark uh, terrifies this town. And it's it a great Jaws is a great um, lesson in building tension in a movie. In fact, it's probably the prime example of how to build tension without having to show anything. Show anything. Yeah. And you just good writing, good acting, pacing, uh, you know, camera angles and stuff, whatever. All that some, jazz you guys Some like. argue it's Steven Spielberg's masterpiece. Uh, it's his best movie. Hands down. Hands down. Well, no, his well, masterpiece is J.J. Abrams. Because what? without Spielberg, J.J. Oh, wouldn't have been able to fuck up everything. <laughs> what? <laughs> hey, don't you talk about Julian's future son that way. <laughs> wow. Uh, so, yeah, Jaws. Jaws is, Jaws is great. Ravi? So, I went somewhere a little bit different with this. You know, sharks are cool. It's episode three of Star Wars. No, it's not episode three of Star Wars. My favorite shark-related piece of content out there has to be the great, the king of all monsters, Godzilla. There's no shark in it. He's like a shark. No, he isn't. He eats flesh. He's an underwater He dragon. goes underwater. He bites things. He goes, Rawr! He's um, a shark. He has a fin, I guess. He has a fin? No fins. And also, there's a reference, I'm sure, in one of the many hundreds of movies out there where they're like, oh, he's related to the sharks? I'm paraphrasing that. Are sharks dinosaurs? Sure. Because then I want to change mine to uh, Jurassic Park. <laughs> 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 if they are, if they're not dinosaurs, no, isn't it alligators or crocodiles yeah, that are related I to think, dinosaurs? Yeah, sure one right. of those, yeah. not both. Wait, what? Yeah, how is one but not both related to dinosaurs? Well, they're different know. species. They're different, aren't they related? No, in the genus or the phylum uh, section don't of their. Don't get all don't get all seventh grade biology on us. Biology. That's, yeah, I guess that yeah. is biology. Yeah. Uh, Arjuna, what's yours going to be? All right, you know, I really have to dig deep in terms of what my favorite <gasps> shark is. It's baby shark. Is. is it? Is it Mr. Crab's daughter? No. Wait, she's a shark. She's a whale. Oh, sure, it's a hammerhead. A hammerhead whale, right? Uh, no, but I really dug deep, and I was like, oh, you know, there was this 2004 movie that came out, Meg, which maybe featured the greatest voice cast of all time, and I'm talking about Will Smith's Shark Tale. I never watched it. I don't remember it at all, actually. Well, let me just tell you the voice cast of this movie. I don't care about the voice cast. What was the story about? Will Smith. Okay. Robert De Niro. Jack Black. Angelina Jolie. Wow. Martin Scorsese. Katie Couric. 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 (laughs) The news reporter. Formerly who worked for Yahoo. (laughs) What? (laughs) That's it. That's a very wait. What you said? You said it was the greatest. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great voice cast. That is not great a voice great cast. That's just random. Uh, it's a yeah, random voice cast. Uh, Shark Tales. You know, it came out right around Finding Nemo, and Finding Nemo was more successful. At the is it the same ideas as Finding Nemo? No, it's same it's, universe. It's different because it's about a shark. <laughs> what? No, that's not what we're asking. Is it the same universe? Uh, is it the same shark? No. But like, is the story the same? Like, is someone lost and has to find their way home? No. So then what was the point of it? You know, it, it was Will Smith. And is, the there, is there singing? Um, Are there music takes? You know, I don't, you know there's a soundtrack. And um, This is the worst review of <laughs> yeah. a movie You're not fucking ever. Oh, oh and, uh, and Will Smith is, is, is sing one of the songs. He's featured in one of the songs. 
Uh, Arjuna, did you before the start of this podcast type in shark movies <laughs> of the last twenty years? No, I asked my girlfriend Sahara what I should put for my shark movie, and she said Shark Tale. <laughs> so and have I you seen it? Was it? Genius. I did a long time ago. <laughs> but you can't tell me what the prep. Like, give me a synopsis. It wasn't a good movie. Okay. <laughs> How much money did it make in the box office? Let's go off of no, that. Oh, it made three hundred sixty-seven point three million. Jesus, okay. Good movie. You know, off a $75 million budget. It's not bad. It only has a 36% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, that's dog shit. Um, and it had Will Smith. So it's obviously a good movie. <sighs> Will gonna... Smith only chooses good movies like The Wild Wild West, After Earth. <laughs> oh, my this God. This one. <sighs> the Suicide my... Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. So that's our, 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 our three favorite Shark movies to celebrate Shark Week. Christian has Jaws classic. I have Godzilla because I don't follow direction. And Arjuna has Shark Tale because someone told him to pick that. Thanks. Uh, that, that sums up Shark Week pretty nicely. That's Shark Week for That you. is Shark Week. In a, in a shark. Are we ready for the big reveal, Arjuna? Uh, maybe we go through some of these news bullets because I Actually, forgot to... Actually, uh, uh, if we're going to watch it news, I have something to break here on the podcast. Shia LaBeouf yes. is reportedly being eyed... For the Iceman role in the MCU. It's not, <laughs> it's not breaking. That broke this morning. <laughs> well, why isn't it? And wasn't news? I didn't see it, honestly. Oh, well, I broke it to Arjuna. Boom, frozen. <laughs> why didn't you put it in? We do have Iceman related news, though. It's in our wasn't news. We do? If, uh, if our host well, read through, he could easily. What do, we, well, tie what, do we, it in. what do we think about Shia LaBeouf being Iceman? I think um, it's perfect. It's a perfect choice. It's up there with James Franco as Harry Osborn. It's up there with Topher Grace. I just feel like Venom. that's a waste, you know. I, I, a Ice waste. Man, Iceman is a pretty like vanilla character. He's he is. Know, I wouldn't say he's super complex, you know. At least portrayed in the comics. Is it Iceman the Bobby? Yeah. Something version. Mm-hmm. Did the character they came out recently and they they made a big deal of it? It's not really that big of a deal, but they said that the character is actually gay. Yeah, that was that was Iceman. Interesting. So uh, are they doing? That version, or honestly, I have no. I mean, Shia LaBeouf is, you know, he's a, he's an actor. Uh, he's a wild actor. Yeah. He's a Nicolas Cage type actor. You don't really know what to expect when <laughs> he shows up on set. That's what know? I'm saying. I think it's so. perfect. Like, th- like I like the idea because Iceman as a bland. You, why not make him kind of interesting then? I think Shia LaBeouf. You know, he can do it. I actually am a fan of Shia LaBeouf. Shia the Beef. So wait, would he be doing <laughs> ice like a, as like a standalone Iceman or part of the MCU? I think it probably probably part of the no, X Men. It, it, it seems. Yeah, like. it says it says MCU. You know, they have to be thinking about how they're going to do the X Men. I mean, I know the room. There's been rumors that Black Panther two is going to feature Storm, as um, Black Panther and Storm do get married at one point in the comic books. Um, so there's been rumors that Storm will make an appearance cool. in the MCU. Um, That'd be great. And mutants in general will be part of Black Panther too. Like that's how they're going to kind of introduce. But doesn't them. Chadwick Boseman want out? There's a whole bunch of stuff there, you know, uh, that he's disappointed because they already want to move ahead with moving on from his character. So he wants to preemptively get in front of Disney and be like, "I'm going to mess up your plans and leave earlier." Why? Why do they want to move on from him so quickly? Uh, because they want more female heroes. So they want to give uh, Shuri his sister, potentially the Black Panther mantle. You know, in Black Panther 2 or Black Panther 3. And he's like, wait, I signed on for 12 movies. What? We're not going to fulfill this contract? Um, Great. So we'll see. See, I always thought her, her picking up the Iron Man mantle would be better. Ooh, I think that would be cool. That would be, That'd be super cool. Because they've just recently, like within the last five years, there's a new Iron Man comic where there is a uh, young female um, 
character that like falls under Tony Stark's like wing and then like kind of picks up the Iron Man mantle because she's super intelligent and also has a similar like I need the heart thingy to, oh. to live. So that was probably the most disappointing thing about Infinity War Endgame that a, a lot of people, including me, were hoping like the characters of Shuri and Tony Stark were going to meet because. In terms of the MCU universe, they're probably, like, the two smartest people in terms of, like, robotics and AI and all that type of stuff. Like, they're geniuses. And it would have been nice to see them play off. Much like you got, like, the science bro moments in Avengers 1 and 2 between um, Hulk and you know, Bruce Banner and Tony Stark. Mm. So, that was maybe Missed opportunity? Yeah. So, moving into was it news, uh, speaking of other Marvel properties... Um, Captain Marvel 2 has a director. Yes. And this director is Nia DaCosta, who more recently directed Candyman. Candyman. The movie with uh, that's supposed to be coming out soon, the horror movie. Uh, say my name. Candyman. Candyman. Hey, look, that movie looks Candyman. horrifying. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm going to watch it, and I'm not going to sleep for three days. Wait, why are you going to watch it? Uh, I, He's doing it for the podcast. Doing it for the, oh, so you have it? to watch it, too. I mean, uh, horror movies aren't scary. No offense. I hope you get horrified by this movie. They d- they're fake. No, Christian, all movies are real. Everybody knows that. It's true. Wow, wow, wow. Yes. Only Paranormal Activity 2 is real. Not the, not the third one, second one, first one? Nope. Interesting. Only the second one. So that's going to be interesting. So she that looks like it's still slated for some time in the distant, distant future. Are they making Captain Marvel 2 a horror movie then? That would be amazing. Yes. They should do that. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, that'd be great. I'm not gonna lie, that would be. What's interesting is so Deadline reported this, and this is a, a little snippet from the article. Um, the cost is attached to me is yet another sign of Marvel continuing to add diversity to its films, especially when it comes to the individuals behind the camera. Even though a budget is unknown, it is sure to be the biggest budget tentpole to be helmed by a black female director following in the footsteps of Ava DuVernay, who directed A Wrinkle in Time, which came in at a $115 million budget. So, once again, we're making strides in the right direction, which is always good. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm curious to see what this looks like. Oh, it's a horror movie. If it is a horror movie, yes. oh, I would be so happy. Yes, yes. But they will never do it. No, they won't. Because, you know... Every movie has to look and feel the same. Exactly. It's part of a, it's part of the initiative. What's funny though, well it's not funny, but like the first Captain Marvel film, she you know, you can only go up from that first one. That first one was not good. It wasn't uh, bad. It was just blah. I Christian, I would consider Spider Man three better than that film. It, That's why I said Spider Man three was a good movie. Spider Man three is more memorable than ninety percent of the MCU movies. Do you remember th- yeah, yeah, I agree I, with that. Yeah, okay. Uh, so that should be interesting. Uh, along the same lines of MCU news, uh, China and the MCU, why Shang-Chi and the Mandarin almost debuted in the Avengers instead of a Thanos? It's a new book that comes out. Yeah, so I was actually telling Christian about this the other day. There is a book coming out from an executive at a Chinese film company. DNG. Uh, uh, I forget what the and the letters were, if it's that or not. Yeah, you told me DNG. I don't remember. Hopefully you were right. I don't remember the conversation. I don't even know who you are. But anyway, it talks about how in the early phase, of, you know, the early stages of the MCU, you know, Disney and Marvel were really trying to 
to coordinate with China because I really wanted to, you know, China to invest in the MCU and the movies. And if you actually remember, Iron Man 3 ended up being the co-production with the Chinese company. There were actually certain characters and certain shots that were put in uh, due to the request, you know, because of the Chinese company and to, to kind of um, adhere to a Chinese audience, right? Um, but anyway, they had this discussion... Um, years ago and it was really in the early days of the MCU and they wanted they essentially for this the Chinese film company to own the post credit scene of Avengers and be like okay what do we want to tease for your for your MCU movie essentially that's going to come up that's going to be for a Chinese audience um, and everything and the original thing that was thrown out there was the Mandarin damn the Mandarin was going to be the original tease for the Avengers and then the company didn't want that because they felt like obviously the Mandarin's a problematic character in the comics. He's basically every single racist stereotype of um, Chinese people. And then he's also a, a bad guy, right? So they're like, well, we don't want our first tease to be like Chinese people are bad. Um, so they decided to scrap that and they were actually going to go with Shang-Chi who is getting his own Marvel movie that was originally supposed to come out next year. I think yep. that might've got pushed to 2022 now because of COVID. Um, so they're originally actually going to tease this hero in the post credits of Avengers. Um, but then that eventually got scrapped and they ended up going with Thanos later in the game, later than people actually knew, um, which is interesting because everyone's like, Oh, the MCU was this whole planned Connected out thing. thing. Yeah. And it really wasn't like, if you actually go back and you watch some of phase one and stuff, and you even listen to some of the interviews with Kevin Feige, he's like, we kind of put feelers out there, right. Of like teasing this and teasing that. And like, Putting the Captain America shield with in Iron Man Two, I think, is um, when it shows up when he's dick when like Tony's digging through his trash. It's like we put that in for fun, and then we could figure out later like how that connected potentially. Um, so I, I just it's just interesting when people are like you know Kevin Feige had the whole Marvel thing planned out. I'm like no, I think they just adapted and were smart enough to figure out how to make things connect and work. pivot. Yeah, I mean when you look at what. Marvel and Disney have done with the MCU thus far. It's very similar to what happened with Star Wars. Yeah. With, you know, four, five, and six. Dumb luck. <laughs> like, it was a bunch of different things that all worked and just aligned perfectly and at the right time period and just connected in such a way that you got what you got. So I don't think you can ever sit there and say, George Lucas knew exactly what he was doing from day one and Kevin Feige, same thing. It's not how it works, unfortunately. Uh, last couple pieces of news here. Okay. Neutron movie. This is my favorite piece of news. There's a Neutron movie coming out. Why is this your favorite piece? And Jared Leto no. is going to be no. in it. And that was, God, that no. was announced a while ago. But it looks like a director has finally kind of aligned, and then this thing is actually going to happen. How excited are we? I haven't seen any Tron movies before. <laughs> Wait, it, you didn't even it? see the, the new one that came out like 10 oh. years ago or however many years nope. ago it was? Is it good? Are they good? It's great. It's a really good. I film. mean, they're considered sci-fi classics, right? The original Tron is. They look boring. They're colorful with lights. <laughs> oh, that. They look boring. So the <laughs> director is going to be um, <laughs> director Gareth Davis, who did Lion. What the hell was that? Lion oh, that was, was a that 2016 yeah. critically acclaimed drama. But yeah, it, it starred. Um, What's that guy's name? The guy who played Zuko in the live-action Avatar. And he was also in Slumdog Millionaire. Um, I know who you're talking about. I, I forget his, his I forget the actor's name. He's a British actor. Yeah, he's a British guy. Um, 
Yeah, he was in that movie, and it was just about this guy um, finding his like true parents in Dev India. Dev Patel. Dev Patel. That's right. It was a good movie. It was like a you know drama type of Oscar baby type movie. I mean, you right. I mean, a movie with Jared Leto. I mean, that dude is, you know, just he's crazy. We've seen him, I think, twice now in concert with Thirty Seconds to Mars, and those are always hilarious shows to watch because he's running around more than he's singing. That's just funny. Yeah. And like we've heard of the insane and antics that he does on set because he's just, I think he's crazy. Um, <laughs> he's been in some classic movies too, like Lord of War, Equilibrium. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And like he was actually good in those. And then he took his Requiem for a Dream. Yep. Yeah. And then he took his break. Oh, uh, he was also in American Psycho. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then he took his right. break and he came right. back and he was a, the so fun fact. He's so a he's better actor than so musician. Fun fact <laughs> about Jared Leto: When COVID started, he wasn't aware. All right, I remember you saying he this. came back to the. I don't know where the fuck he was, but he came back and he was like, "Hey, what happened?" What happened? <laughs> the world what like he 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 was like four weeks late to the news or some crazy shit oh my god fight club he's also in fight club yeah fight club wait what one. yeah damn he's in a lot of classics yeah young super young in fight club like i i think i, I watched it like um last year and i did a double take i was like is that fucking jared leto and uh he's so young in that movie it, it almost doesn't look does right. he sing no, why would he sing? Because he's the lead singer of 30 Seconds to Mars. No, he fights and loses. I think he gets his head punched well, in They a should lot. do a sequel called Sing Club. <laughs> Sing Club. Glee? He should be, that. He should be, he should be the, the guy in Glee. God, Glee. Glee. What Speaking about Glee, what? it doesn't relate to The Boy Season 2 at all. Um, Sean Ashmore is going to be joining the cast in Season 2 as Lamplighter. Who's that? Lamplighter was a character that was originally replaced by... Oh, Sean Ashmore, the original I- Iceman. That's why I was saying there was a perfect <laughs> transition. Yeah, no. <laughs> I didn't know missed. who Sean Ashmore was. <laughs> I missed I was it like, oh, big that's, time. That's Come Bobby. That's Mr. The original, Iceman. Yeah, the original <laughs> Iceman. So he obviously was um, original Iceman. Uh, he was also in soup, on, uh, Smallville, too. That's right. Uh, the actor for a little bit. Nobody cares about Smallville. Arjuna does. He's a huge CW fan. I actually never watched Smallville. Past and you, future. You watched Smallville, though. I did watch it for a season. Yeah, what girl got you involved in that? Don't remember, because <laughs> no one would willingly watch it by themselves. Uh, so that's gonna be so. What season two is coming out actually very soon? I think this month, if uh, or maybe next month. Let me let me uh, it's September. So that'll be kind of fun. And then to wrap up all of our news here, three new Star Trek movies. Why with Star Trek? We're gonna end with more Star Trek. Why not? Because so it's not. So there's three distinct ideas in play at Paramount. And their new CEO or president or whoever's in charge of their media division or movie the division. janitor. Because <laughs> <laughs> this news, that's what that sounds like. Oh, man. They went to the janitor and they were like, you look like you used to watch Star Trek. So here are the three versions of the movie. There was the proposed Star Trek Four, which was going to star Chris Hemsworth returning as Kirk's dad and be time travel movie. Yes. There's the <laughs> long-rumored Quentin Tarantino idea that's a bloody mess with the current new cast that his idea was with the new cast did he just want to kill them all uh oh i mean that's wow. that's the question no one i knows. would sign up for that then there's then <laughs> noah hawley uh who did legion um had written a couple versions of a script which would be um a new a new cast a new star trek essentially but no one knows if it'd be in the primary timeline or the kelvin timeline or another timeline right if or if it's yeah a, reboot essentially if it or if it is a true reboot or just like it further along in the kelvin timeline further along in the 
the primary timeline, like what that idea is. What the hell is Calvin timeline? It's like the secondary timeline. The J.J. The Abrams time. Basically where uh, Spock oh, went oh, back oh. in time. Um, he created Divergence. He created a, he created a second Split. timeline. Yeah. Judgment, Judgment Day? Yes. I'm a cybernetic organism. <laughs> uh, so there, there are basically those three Star Treks on the table, and Paramount is deciding what the hell. Like They're like, well, you know, our television department is moving full steam ahead. We have 100 shows <laughs> right now, and we need 100 movies as well. So it will be interesting to see which direction if they go. If they go one direction, they go maybe two. Maybe they go all three. Maybe they go none of these directions. Who knows? I personally don't think we need a Star Trek film or franchise right now. I get why a studio would want that because it's their big tentpole events, and you know, Star Trek is st- Star Trek still um, still pulls in an audience, right? Because it's a, it's a well known franchise, right? And your hardcore fan like you, for example, you know, you may not care super mu- or a ton about the lore, but you know, if it looks interesting, there's enough couple of names potentially you'll go see it so obviously that's why they want to kind of push on it but i don't know if we need a star trek film right now i'm kind of having fun with what we've got yes picard is dog shit lower decks has potential Discovery's coming back i'm actually genuinely excited to see where it goes because we're going into a future that we've never been like they're literally going to a galaxy far 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 away in a future where you know the bar, something exists. We don't know if the Federation's around. We don't know. It's truly the unknown. It runs into Star Wars. It could potentially. I mean, <laughs> that's not like when you go back. That is you, impossible. When you go back and you look at all the Star Trek series, like that's why, like Voyager, for example, stood um, um, stood above the rest is because they're in a whole new quadrant and they don't know what's going on. And it's the same thing with this Discovery season three. They're so far in the future, we don't know what's up. Do they time travel in the future? Yes, oh. they jump. I think like a thousand years or something crazy. Oh, really? Yeah. Like oh, that's a quite a cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah. It was season great. two sounds like it was a lot better than season. Season one. two was fantastic. I've like, never heard you say that about a Star Trek. I will probably on, and I don't usually do this. I'll probably rewatch the whole season before season three again, just because uh, specifically like the actors that played. Um, Spock and Pike, they did a great, great job. They have like episodes where they're specific about each of their those characters. Um, How excited are you for that spinoff show? Very, because those two, they could do it easily. Like they have the uh, the ability to kind of keep everyone's attention. So it'll be cool. And and Paramount's making that show essentially to go back to to appease the older Trek fans who don't like Discovery and Picard because those are very non traditional Star Trek shows. While this show is going to be. A very traditional Star Trek show. Nice. So that's going to be all of our news right there. Arjuna, are you ready Yes. to do this? From a post-production standpoint, you're going to have to screw this. Do you want me to keep this in the pod? or No, we'll keep it in the pod. Okay. That's fine. Announce the winner live. So we, last week, uh, gave you all the opportunity to... Follow us on either Instagram or Twitter and like or share the post to be entered for a chance to win Star Wars Funko Pop, The Child with Frog. <laughs> I love the title. Wee, He's eating wee, the frog. Wee, wee. So his guts we are up. now going to determine the winner using a algorithm from the future. Arjuna. Arjuna had to jump. Drum roll, please. Hold on, hold on. No, no, wow. And we have a winner. And the winner is Olympia. Ter- oh, God. Sarah's going to be mad at me. Terrell? Terrell? Terrell. 
<laughs> it's just a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a Sahara sister. Sahara sister. Yeah, you yeah. should not ever say who the person yeah. is on the thing because it sounds like we rigged it. Good job, Arjun. We didn't. I swear we didn't. Wait, wait. Where do they live? <laughs> <laughs> we will not be saying that on the podcast. Well, Olympia, uh, congratulations. Yes. You have this Woo! Funko Pop uh, coming to you at some point. And uh, that's going to wrap us up here. That's the longest episode we've ever done. That is the longest episode we've ever <laughs> hour done. Hour and a half. Hour and a half. Uh, I have to do something so badly. Anyway, um, be yes, sure every Monday we do this podcast live on twitch.tv slash was it good. You can always find us on Twitter at was it good and on Instagram at was it good BTM. Uh, that's all I've got to say. I'm done talking. Goodbye. <laughs>